Hey, this is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. This has been a year like none other, I have to say. In my whole 40 years, I don't think I have experienced a year quite like 2020. Some dreams have been put on hold. Some vacations have been canceled. I know ours was. We were supposed to go, 20 of us were supposed to go on a cruise, a family vacation. We had it all playing, shirts ordered and all. Whoop, that got canceled. (laughs) That didn't happen. But through it all, God has been faithful. And whenever you turn the news on, which I try to avoid, I try to avoid watching the news, But if you turn the news on, all you're going to see is this side against that side or again, um, you'll see racism, you'll see hurricanes coming, you'll see riots taking place. There is bad news everywhere we turn. But the forecast for the future for us as believers is bright. The forecast is bright. And if I had to label my message this morning, if I had to title it, it would just simply be good news. Good news, there's still good news. There's still good news despite CNN, despite Fox News, Despite all of this stuff going on around us, you probably hear COVID-19 3,442 billion more times. But it's okay, because there's still good news. There's still good news. In January, Pastor Justin and Amber and Sammy and I, we started this journey with CAMS together. And I can remember, me and Justin, we were kind of sitting around the table and we giggled because everybody had the slogan, 2020 vision in 2020. And everybody was going to take that, businesses, churches, everybody, they were going to take that slogan and run with it. And as I was preparing this message today, I thought to myself, wow we would have been mind blown if we would have actually had 2020 vision when we entered in to 2020. It would have knocked us off of our feet if we would have really known what was fixing to take place. But you know who does have 2020 vision? God. He has 2020 vision and he has not been shaken. He has not been moved and he knows exactly what lies ahead for each one of us. Amen? Amen. We're going to start in Revelations today. The scripture that I believe that the Lord has laid on my heart is from Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. 
Now, I'm still new at this. I'm still wet behind the ears a little bit. So I ask y'all to be kind of patient with me and just know that as I continue, my nerves will kind of probably get a little bit better. But right now, I'm a little nervous, but God is up here with me, so that calms me down. Amen? But in Revelations, it says, Then I saw. So the I here is John. John looked in, and John saw a new heaven and a new earth. The old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. Now I'm going to pause there for just a second. And I believe that if John was standing up here today, he would say, guys, hold on. He would say, hold on. I've looked in. There's good news. I've looked in. And whenever I looked in my footnotes and I started studying this, the old heaven and the old earth, it, dis, it disappeared, which means it decayed. And the world around us is decaying. We've got trouble all around, just, just down the road, just a little bit, they've had to restore the old Fayetteville area because not long ago it was pretty much decayed. It was destroyed. But, God, but, but John said, I looked in and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And the sea was also gone. Now, when I seen this, I, something leaked inside of me because in the footnotes, it says the sea was gone. The sea stands for chaos and a roaring monster. How many of us have absolute chaos in every direction we turn, every channel we turn, every situation we deal with, there's chaos. There seems like a roaring monster that we're dealing with. But John says it's gone. It's gone. And then he goes on to say, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Now, last weekend, my family and I, we got to go and um, be with a, a precious couple that got married. And um, we've known that groom since he was probably about four years old. But whenever he seen his bride, it didn't matter who else was in that area. The tears started flowing. And immediately you can see on the video where he says, wow. I mean, his whole facial expression changed. And I believe that's what John did when he saw the new city. He said, wow. It's compared to a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. It's a wow moment for the saints of God. It's a wow moment. And then we go on to verse 3. I heard a loud sound from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. When I looked up that and I dug into that verse, it says nothing can separate us 
Nothing can separate us. No sin, no trouble, no trial, nothing can separate you from God when you enter into that city. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a reason to rejoice because we will be with God forever and forever. And we will be able to sit at his feet forever and forever. That's some good news. That's some good news today. Verse 4 says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying or pain. All these things will be gone forever. I don't know about y'all, but there has been some death. There has been some crying. There has been pain. There has been sorrow in 2020 so far. There has been people that we love, people that we care about, that are suffering. But John said, I looked in. Church, hold on. Hold on a little longer. I looked in. There's hope. There's hope for the believer today. Amen? I want us to turn to the book of John. The book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. I just like the way it sounded a little bit better. Now, this is Jesus talking. This is red letters. Jesus said, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Now, we're going to stop right there just a second when I think of a thief I don't compare him to a friend I don't think of a thief as a friend I don't think that a thief is going to go to my home and knock on my door and say hello Sammy I've come to see if you have a safe I'm looking for a safe I'm looking for some jewelry do you have any money hid, Ashton? I've come in here just to, to look around to see if you have any money today. That's not what a thief does. A thief comes when you least expect it. A thief comes and he ramshacks your home whenever you're gone or whenever you're sleeping. And he steals your valuables. And he leaves you feeling hopeless. And he leaves you feeling violated. Now, I believe that there are some people in this eighth month you've walked in and you have felt like the thief has come when you least expect it. He has stole your joy. He has stole your goods. He has taken from your finances. He has put your dreams on hold. But I'm serving notice on him today because there's more to this scripture. There is more to this scripture. Hold on, there's hope. There's good news because Jesus said, I came. I came that they. That means us. That means Liz. That means Brian. That means Ashton. That means Emily. That means me. That means us. He came that we could have life and have it abundantly to the fullest Till it overflows. Not just a little bit. Not just a, a, a 
boring life. No, he came to give us life and to have it more abundantly. Sometimes I feel like as Christians, when we get saved, we're supposed to just go with the flow. No, live life and live it to the fullest because that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to walk in every room with a smile on our face, with excitement, because it is Him that is walking in before us. We carry Him everywhere we go. And if we walk in with our head hanging down, then they're going to say, what is it that they have to offer? Lift up your head and be encouraged because he has given us life and life more abundantly. John gave us good news. Now Jesus is giving us good news. You don't have to leave today feeling hopeless. You don't have to leave feeling discouraged. You don't have to log off of your computer this afternoon in despair. When I was three years old, 37 years ago, there was a song that was penned, and I'm going to read the lyrics this morning. 37 years ago, this was written. Here we're living in a world full of sorrow. Tribulation soars on every hand. Brothers against brothers. Homes filled with sorrow. Even our leaders have forgot the Lord. Verse 2 says, Hold on a little longer, church. Jesus is coming. And if it would be possible, Satan would deceive your soul. He knows he has such little time to finish his destruction. But saints, be faithful and hold on to the Lord. Because we're going to a land that flows with milk and honey. The walls are made of jasper and the streets of pure gold. The gates are made of pearl and we're gonna see Jesus. What a glorious hallelujah morn. When I was three years old, my daddy wrote that song. And how much more is it true today? Today, the society that we're living in, everybody is against everybody. Our leaders are against each other. There's turmoil, but there's good news. Hold on, church. Jesus is coming. I come to blow the trumpet this morning. Hold on, church. Don't get discouraged. Don't get um, to the point where you're ready to throw in the towel. Lift up your head. And know that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Hold on a little longer, church. Satan's job is to distract you. His job is to consume your mind. To fill you with fear. That's his job. That's Satan's job. That's what he wants to do. 
is to make us so consumed with the bad news that we can't focus on the good news. But I've come to tell you that God says your future is bright. And there is still tons of good news to tell.